I'm Dylan. And I'm Danielle. And this is Behind the Studio. It's a podcast for creative professionals about the business we run, the tools we use to create, and the experiences we learn from. On today's episode, we'll be talking about your wedding day and how you can make it as stress-free as possible. We wanted to approach this topic from two perspectives, from the point of view of the couple to be married and from the behind the scenes perspective as photographers. So we'll talk to you a bit about what we've done in the past to put out wedding day fires. And we'll also talk about our wedding day because reminder, we are married. Yes. And actually we're recording this podcast one day before the like anniversary of you asking me to marry you. So that's kind of fun. Happy anniversary Eve. (laughs) So since we're going to be talking about our wedding and whatnot, I figure we'll transition into a segment that we want to call story time because we don't have a better name for it. So we're going to talk about mine and Dylan's wedding and what aspects of it made it like stress-free or what we did to kind of combat the hiccups that came up, which there weren't many at all. And if there were, we didn't know because we had a coordinator that yeah. handled anything. Which we'll get to in a little bit. So don't Stay go tuned. anywhere. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about that alleviated a lot of stress from our wedding planning and therefore our wedding day was we didn't really prioritize like having an amazing venue. You know, at first, obviously, we did a lot of researching and price comparing and all with like venues in our area. And essentially what we came up with was we couldn't afford it with the amount of people that we wanted to invite. And there was just no way we could cut down the list. And I kept suggesting to Dylan, like, let's let's just get married at our church and then we'll like have the reception in the American Legion Hall across the street. And he's like, oh, it's just not gonna look as pretty. And I was like, I mean, we kind of can't really afford anything else. And we were <laughs> so. trying to save up. So we wanted the majority of our budget to go toward wedding photography and videography because that's the stuff that we truly cared about. And our honeymoon. And our honeymoon, which was a trip to London for a week. So that's where all of our money ended up going for our wedding budget. But it took me a long time to get on board with the whole let's get married at our church because, you know, our church is not ugly per se, but I mean, it's just gray walls, gray carpet. Like it's just not green chairs, immaculate beautiful (laughs) right but then you know after we talked about it a lot and talked about our goals and decided you know what really matters is having people good creative people that can capture our wedding like they're going to be able to make anything look great you know with that though we did have to adjust expectations um and you know have an idea of what we would get you know we wouldn't get super duper bright Yeah, like a bright white, like with, you know, gold accent, like getting ready area and stuff like that. But, um, but, you know, in retrospect, like if you think about it, I mean, the ceremony was like 30 minutes. So it was 30 minutes of photography in our church and the majority of our portraits took place outside under this beautiful oak tree that was just right across from the church. So it really worked out that way, but we had no expectation. Like we had lowered our expectations for like, we weren't gonna get like a super stylized getting ready stuff, but we really wanted it more like photojournalistic, candid kind of approach anyway. So it was really our bride and groom portraits that we were kind of most concerned about like the aesthetic of. 
and our team that we hired, you know, did an incredible job. Like we hired them because to us, they were the best um, and they took what they had and made everything super great. And like looking back on our wedding photos and our wedding film, I mean, there's not really anything that I would change. Yeah. And not having like a fancy, expensive venue that just eliminated a lot of financial stress for us. So yeah, like because we the big majority, the big chunk of it came from us. And so we were, you know, doing everything we could to cut corners and make it as great and awesome as we wanted. You know, we were able to save up for our wedding very, very quickly. Um, we got married with no, like we didn't have debt like over our head after getting married and things like that, um, which was also great, you know, when you're taking a trip a week away across the <laughs> pond. Yeah, so that that is like an example of something that we did to kind of alleviate us beforehand so now we'll go into a little story that we have about a little suspender mishap um that happened during the wedding so this was really honestly the only little kind of mishap thing that didn't really go as planned i would say it's the second thing the second yeah well our groom's cake my groom's (laughs) cake didn't end up how i wanted it decorated wise because the cake itself itself was was flawless the table that we were gonna decorate that the cake was sitting on. We completely forgot to decorate. Yeah. The cake looked amazing. And, and it tasted, tasted like straight from heaven. <laughs> and it was just on a table, which yeah. is fine. And it looks great. But I had, if you guys know me, I'm an Apple fanboy, hardcore. And so I had a cake with an Apple logo on it. And I had, you know, years of Apple boxes that were going to be on display. Yeah, finally and, a use for them. And they got left behind, RIP. <laughs> anyway, but so the suspender mishap is to cut costs, like we were talking about earlier, and not be as stressed. We opted to just have my groomsmen and myself wear khakis, a uh, white- Khaki pants. Khaki pants. Not khaki shorts. Khaki pants. <laughs> a white button down, suspenders, and a bow tie. Our bow ties, Danielle bought all at once from Ukraine, which was a very smart idea because later we found that, you know, the day of the wedding, apparently one of my guys did not order the correct color of suspender. So Yeah, so there was no way I was going to rely on them to order a bow tie from Ukraine from Etsy themselves. There's just, there's just no way. Like, they're getting ready, right? And then... Are we going to call his name out? Or yeah, just- I'm going to throw him out. So Larry, <laughs> one of my very best friends, he um, is owner at Is Larry G. Um, you guys should check him out. Um, he's a great photographer, um, videographer, and we love him. But throwing him under the bus here because he's supposed to get gray suspenders and he bought some light tan ones. Yeah, they're getting ready and he's like... <laughs> He was paranoid. I think I got the wrong color suspenders. Yeah, he was so scared. So he pulled them out. I was like, yep, those are wrong. And so we were debating on what are we going to do? And so, like, originally we came up with let Dylan wear them because he's the groom and he'll stick out. But then if I wore them, I wouldn't match Declan. And then, you know, we were worried that if I didn't match Declan, he might not want to wear the suspenders and bow tie because he was young. He was two or Uh, just turned three. I don't know. Mm. Or about to turn three? I think about to turn I don't know how birthdays no, work. about to but turn four. He was a Whatever, young human. He was, young. <laughs> he, was, he was a child. And getting a kid, I don't know if you have children, getting a kid dressed up with suspenders and bow ties buttoned down, that's a hard task. Keeping them that way, also hard. And so we were like, if he doesn't match me, he might not want to wear this stuff. And so we came to the conclusion that my best man, Alex, 
would be the one that would be set like aside to wear them and it would just stick out and look like, you yeah. know, and we it makes planned sense because sometimes like the maid of honor wears like a, a little color. bit fancier of dress or, or a fancier. different color or a different texture or something. So it, it made sense to go that way. It but, worked, but yeah. Alex was very adamant. He was like, listen, make sure Danielle knows it wasn't me. I ordered the right color. <laughs> Let her know. And looking back, it's like a really fun like thing. Notice, like, honestly, I love it. Either. It looks great in photos, number yeah. one. It's a really fun story. It makes everybody laugh. And it is what it is. Like, I could have been super mad at one of my very best friends for making an honest mistake or been like, dude, who cares? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. You're like, here. and At least they weren't like bright red. <laughs> yeah, that would have been unfortunate. Uh, we'd probably just rock no suspenders or yeah, something like that. Like nobody wears suspenders. Right. <laughs> but even still, like, it's not that big of a deal. And ultimately, at the end of the day, like, I'm getting to marry Danielle, and that's why we're there. So who really cares if things are a little bit different than how we plan them? Because they're not going to go perfectly anyway. And then one of the biggest things, I think, that alleviated stress for our wedding day would be hiring a wedding coordinator. And if you haven't heard our previous episode, episode one, um, we talked about wedding coordinators there. So you need to give that a listen. But um, we hired a wedding coordinator and it was it wasn't even like a professional one. We actually tried to get a hold of a like, like professional coordinator and they were busy. And it was we like we kept playing phone tag and yeah, then it was just it was like, eh, I guess it's really not working out. So we ended up hiring our friend's sister to do that. It's like you don't you don't need to. I mean, it's great to hire a professional because they do this all the time and they know how to like take every curveball and whatnot. And make the timeline yeah, and figure and things that. out. But I mean, if you can't afford one, definitely at least designate someone to do that and pay them for that because they they can just help make the day run smoothly and then that's not putting it on you. And I think too, one of the biggest things with having a coordinator is if like, there very well may have been a ton of things that went wrong at me and Danielle's wedding. We have no idea if there were. That, like I said, alleviated stress because we didn't have to deal with stuff. You know, we were told, hey, you should probably do, let's do the money dance now because people are starting to leave or hey, we need to cut the cake or hey, we need to do this, we need to do this. And it was just, I didn't worry about anything at all. And she was really incredible. That by far is gonna be the number one thing you can do to cut stress from your wedding day. Because you know, not to get too much into a wedding coordinator, but they, they make all the things happen. Yeah. Um, so when you're not that person, obviously you're gonna be less stressed. That concludes our story time. <laughs> We're gonna move on to into our um, actual tips. And these relate more to setting yourself up for a stress-free wedding day as far as like timeline goes. And if you have a wedding coordinator like we've just been talking about, then you won't really have to worry too much about this your coordinator will do this for you or they'll like depending on your coordinator they may walk you through this with you they like if you hire aunt susan like y'all will probably work on this together but if you hire a coordinator they'll probably do this set up your timeline run it by you and you just be like yeah you're nay so we're gonna just assume for these tips that you're doing this yourself yeah. And you're not hiring anyone. And even if it's not you doing this and you think that whoever is going to be in charge 
of this part of your wedding. You can pass these tips along to them. Tell them to listen to this episode. So here we go. Should we just get into it? Yeah. And so first we're going to talk about vendors. You know, the first thing you're going to want to do before you even begin to set up your timeline is have a conversation with all of your vendors. You know, talk to your photographer and ask how long they're going to need, when they're going to need you ready by, all that kind of stuff. And then when you have that kind of information, then you can talk to your hair and makeup artist and say, hey, my photographer needs this done at, you know, 12 o'clock. Okay, well then the makeup artist can determine when they have to be there to make sure that they're done by 12 o'clock. And one of the biggest things is if you have a question for any of your vendors, you just, you ask it. You know, like a lot of people don't ask questions. Yeah, I think communicating with your vendors beforehand will definitely help alleviate stress because you'll get on the same page. You won't be worrying about like, hey, when are they actually going to show up? When is that cake going to arrive? Because you could be like, and like 30 minutes before the ceremony and the cake's still not there. But they were like, well, we planned on arriving, you know, during the ceremony and getting it set up before the reception or something like that. But anyway, like keep it like getting that communication down with the vendors beforehand and figuring out how much time they're going to need for everything is really going to help alleviate stress and get you set up for success. And then also, I think trusting that process, you know, trusting that these professionals know what they're doing. They've been doing this for years and they they have your back. They have your best interest at heart. So like Danielle said, if the cake plan on arriving during the ceremony, they may be doing that because it's wicked hot outside and they don't want your cake to melt and fall apart. You know, so just trust that they know what they're doing, but it's important to communicate with them. That way you feel that trust and you feel that relationship and you do legitimately trust them instead of blindly trusting them. I think there's a difference. So then taking that info... And putting that into a timeline, you're going to want to work backwards from your ceremony time. With the assumption that your guests will arrive 45 minutes to an hour early. Bet. Yeah. You tell them it's going to start at 5 o'clock. We've done a mini wedding that's supposed to start at 5 o'clock. We had to put our bride up at 4 o'clock because people just keep beep-bopping in. Yeah. So if you don't want to be seen, then you should probably account for being put away 30, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour before your actual ceremony. Yeah. And if you don't really care about being seen before the ceremony, then you should still probably plan to be, you know, put away or like getting ready to line up, like I would say 20 minutes before, at least be done with photos and stuff 20 minutes before. That way you have a little bit of time to decompress and get any last minute, like if you want some like last minute, like hair and makeup fixes or go to the bathroom or anything like that, I would go ahead and do that. But so then working backward from that, you're going to want to be done with photos. I guess let's assume that your guests are arriving an hour before and you don't want to be seen by them. So you want to say, oh, we're done with photos at one. And the photographer said that these photos are going to take this long to do. So you're going to want to work backwards there and um, and factor all that in. And so like depending on the photographer, it And if you're doing a first look or not, the photos, you know, could take maybe two hours or it could only be 30 minutes of photos before the ceremony. But either way, the the more photos you get done before the ceremony, whether you're doing a first look or not. So it could just be like the bride and bridesmaids and bride side of the family, groom, groomsmen, his side of the family and whatnot. You're going to want to get the most amount of that done before the ceremony. That way you just have at least the least amount (laughs) that you need to do before you get into your reception because you want to party. 
right? You want to go hang out and spend time with the people that came to your wedding. And the more photos and the more things you have to do after the ceremony, the more stressed you're going to feel. Because you got to remember at the end of the day, your photographer and videographers have, you know, a job and an expectation to meet. So, you know, they've got to get these photos. Just think about how you can get more photos before the ceremony done in whatever way you can. And then also I would factor in some wiggle room and give yourself time. You know, if, if they say it's going to take an hour, add another 15, 30 minutes to that, just in case something comes up or things run behind because they inevitably will. Yeah. So just keeping all of these factors in mind yeah. is Specifically, huge. like I just have noticed a trend where more often than not hair and makeup run so late and it's so interesting to me i don't know what happens because that usually starts before we get there but whenever we get there and hair and makeup is already done we're like whoa shouts out that's interesting (laughs) so especially i would say for like hair and makeup definitely put in a little cushion there but and then even for photos too because when it comes to taking pictures of multiple people or multiple families like the more people you have the longer it's going to take simply because you have to gather those people and oh our best man is over here talking doing this and this person's doing that you know ideally everyone will be where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be but you also got to account for they're probably going to see people that they know and want to talk to at your wedding as well. So just keeping in mind that, you know, you're going to have to arrange and gather people um, and that can make photos run behind. Yeah. And I'm looking through our podcast notes and I don't know if this, this must have come from our blog that we wrote, but I just love this. I'm going to read it. The unexpected will occur. The success of your wedding is dependent on how well you recover from those unexpected circumstances Giving everyone some breathing room will allow them to bounce back. I'm like, ooh, that is solid. And then what is our what is our last tip, Dylan? Is to not stress if it doesn't go precisely to schedule. You know, if you like timelines like we do, it gets a bit stressful when things go off the rails or when things come up and you didn't plan for them. But ultimately, don't stress about it. Remember why you're there. Remember why you're getting married. And we also think it's a really good idea to have someone else in charge of like talking you down and being like, hey, don't worry, like breathe, whatever, whatever. Like you might not be the person that's like, sometimes if I tell Danielle to calm down, she wants to punch me in the face. I think everyone (laughs) should know or knows that if you tell someone to calm down, it's gonna uncalm them. Yeah. Yeah. But so those are not the words to use. <laughs> right. To but the ultimately, you could just, you know, distract them and, you know, keep them on task while like making their day slightly yeah, just less stressful. Just keeping a positive attitude. That, that's what I'm just trying to say. Just keeping a positive attitude. There you go. You know, I think that the more people that are in a good mood, the bride will feed off of that, the groom will feed off of that. But if everyone's got negative feelings, they're gonna feed off of that and it's just gonna, just not gonna be good. That's true, that's very true. Like for example, I could just think about like a wedding that we photographed and you know, nobody wants it to like storm on their wedding day, right? Especially if your ceremony is outside. So, you know, the whole, kind of getting ready in day, the bride's like, oh no, is it gonna rain, is it gonna rain? It's like, maybe go ahead and, and shut the blinds so she's not, right. you know, paying not attention. Not worried about it. Not worried about it, just, and like, distract her and be like, it's okay, it's fine. Even if that happens, you know, things are still gonna be great. And, you know, just 
keeping a positive attitude about yeah. that. And I think too, that if you are worried about that, have a contingency plan and like yeah, that, be prepared that, you know, I might have to get married inside, but you know, I'm marrying the person I love and it's going to be cool. And so if you mentally prep yourself for those things, then when they, if they happen, you're going to be like, well, I was I was planned. I was yeah. ready. Let's let's get married. Thing, we having fun. Things will go wrong. Like, yeah, absolutely. You have to you have to plan for that. I mean, even like forgetting a veil. I can't tell you how many times brides have like forgotten their veil at their house. Right, and we just happen to be like shooting details, and we're like, "Hey, where's the veil?" And they're like, "Oh no!" And so <laughs> you know, it obviously every time it worked out, you know, we were asking on the front end of the day, so we had the veil you know, for the wedding and the portraits. But just like I said, be prepared for things like that. Yeah. And even if the solution is not the perfect solution that you wanted, you just keep in mind, you get to marry the love of your life. And that's really what matters. So yeah. so to review, <laughs> talk to your vendors and see how long they need. Work backwards from your ceremony time to create your timeline, taking into account that you likely want to be put away 30 minutes to an hour before your ceremony. Leave yourself some wiggle room and don't stress if it doesn't go precisely according to schedule. So if you guys have any stress-free wedding day tips, because we certainly did not cover as many as we really could. We didn't get into the details of like, oh, hey, make sure you have your dress um, steamed, steamed the night before. The night before. So we didn't get into any of that. So if you have any stress-free wedding day tips that you have learned from your wedding or just learn from other friends and family, um, please email those suggestions over to evan at 320studio.co and we'll chat about your ideas at the beginning of episode three. If you guys have any topics that you want to hear us talk about or questions you'd like us to answer, we'd love to hear those suggestions as well. So send those over to evan at 320studio.co for a chance to have them covered on future episodes. And as always, thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye.